Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. Welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us Edna Keep. Edna is a former certified financial planner who discovered the power of real estate in 2007. Since then, Edna and her husband Warren have amassed a $65 million real estate portfolio, primarily in multifamily. And since 2014, she has been training and coaching real estate entrepreneurs who want to scale their real estate business into multifamily with investor capital, otherwise known as other people's money, OPM. So Edna, thank you very much for hopping on the show today. How are you? I'm doing great, Gabe. How are you? And it's my absolute pleasure. <laughs> great. I'm, I'm doing great as well. Um, at the Real Estate Investing Club, we like stories. So I always ask guests to start us off with a story. So why don't you take us back to the beginning of your story? How did you get started in real estate? You know, uh, as a financial advisor, I was selling mutual funds and life insurance. And I found that my income would always go down when the market went down. You know, we would try to get people to buy when the market was low, but it just didn't happen. And so I just started looking and listening, actually, to clients of mine on other ways they were making money in their investments. And real estate kept coming up again and again. So I went to a weekend class, and uh, that's when we were really introduced to the power of real estate. We had no idea before that, other than you shouldn't pay rent, you should buy your own house. That was the only thing before. Give me one second. Sorry, I have to make some... And Edna is just, uh, you know, we're all here in the COVID time. So we are, we're working from home and Edna is no different. It sounds like she's just uh, taking care of something here. I'm just going to fill the air while Edna is back. <laughs> Thanks, Gabe. You know, one of my daughters has two birds and you, they're usually really quiet, but for some reason they started beaking off there. <laughs> they they want to be on the podcast. I get they it. probably I hear understand. me talking, right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so all she had to do was close her door. Um, but anyway, we were introduced to the power of real estate 
And, you know, Gabe, once I understood that, I couldn't even sell mutual funds anymore. So uh, two years later in 2009, I sold my financial planning practice and went into real estate full time. We had built our cash flow up to 5000 a month and we owned 50 doors within our first 18 months of starting. So I really knew we had something there and I could see the, the real wealth building opportunities. And it was just exciting and new. I'd been in financial and advisory business for 15 years. And uh, yeah, it was time to move on and do something different. Nice. I love it. So you, you were in financial planning. You kind of heard from here and there, these different clients, real estate's the way to go. It's a great way to create wealth for you, for you and your family. You jumped in 2009, took that course. And uh, it sounds like multifamily. Was that your first foray into real estate or were you into the single family? We started um, with single. Gabe, okay. you know, everybody, it seemed that was what we were taught. Most most people, that's what they teach out there. And, you know, I think I just had that in my mindset too, you know. I still remember we bought a 24 unit right at the tail end of that 18 months. And that's what got us to the 50 doors. Oh, and wow. I still remember sitting in front of a realtor saying, you know, yeah, we want to buy 20 houses or duplexes this year because we'd moved on to duplexes. He said, no, I'm just buying an apartment building. Oh, I'm not <laughs> ready yet. I, I, I don't even own enough houses. And he said, no. You don't have to own a whole bunch of houses to get in. You just have to understand it. And I said, well, that's interesting. What do you got? So he told me I had a 24 unit for sale. And he said, it hadn't even hit MLS yet. He said, I'm just writing up the paperwork. He says, why don't you consider it? And I said, so I got him to explain it to me. And uh, before he left his, his office, I had an offer written up for full asking price because at that time it was seventy five thousand a door in our area, and now maybe one one it's fluctuated between one and one twenty five, and uh, so I, I could see he really kind of opened my eyes to it, and then I learned everything else from there. Nice. I love it. And yeah, it's funny. You really just have to have one person to kind of tell you the benefits of a certain asset class. I, you know, I'm in mobile home RV parks. I knew nothing about that besides staying in an RV park back in the day until somebody came along. They said, look at these are the benefits of this asset class. Jump in. You're ready. You can do this. So it sounds like you had that same experience with multifamily. Um, since then, I mean, 65 million, you've had quite a journey from that 24 unit to where you are now. Yeah. Um, has it all been up there in Canada or are you guys? Mostly, uh, although right now we're focusing in Memphis, Tennessee, and we bought 80 good. doors in the spring and we have 178 under contract right now. Oh, wow. That is great. In mm -hmm. Memphis is a beautiful area for sure. Yeah. And really like we're, we're focusing on workforce housing there and some really great opportunities. Like we, we paid 21,600 a door for those 178 units and we'll probably put in maybe 15, 16,000 a door, but the after repair value and market, cause it was quite vacant. Um, 55 to 60 a door. Wow. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So, uh, um, you know, we all know that real estate starts with the funnel. It starts with actually bringing leads into the business. It sounds like you're, you're no, uh, no slouch when it comes to marketing. So what is your guys's most effective method of actually bringing leads into your business? You know, I found for us personally, we got known as people who were buying and we started just getting presented with all kinds of deals, deals that like, even more than we could handle, which is one of the reasons I got involved with other people is, is so I could share because I, I was getting such great deals. And we just couldn't, couldn't handle everything ourselves. Um, so the referral 
But in, in that referral, it comes from networking. So I still find to this day the absolute best way, every single one of my partners that I have, because um, we don't do any self-management, are people I met either either in our training, our original training, or in networking events, or, or Zoom networking, different networking like this. Nice. I love it. And uh, I mean, you're known as the OPM queen, so it, it would be remiss if I didn't ask about that. Um, you know, one of the, the roadblocks that most investors run into when they really start to, you know, grow their portfolio, they had a few doors. Now they're looking to do multifamily, do self-storage, something like that. Um, the big issue is that they run into a lack of capital. You know, they've been using their money. Now they don't have enough money to actually take these bigger properties down other people's money is the, is the way to go. Um, what has been your experience and how do you, how would you kind of uh, outline that for somebody who hasn't had experience in uh, raising capital yet? Well, you know, my background as a financial advisor, when, when I first started, we built so quickly and we're at the 50 doors within 18 months, people would ask me, Edna, how did you grow so fast? Like, how did that happen for you? And I realized because I was all really already really comfortable dealing with big, large amounts of money. You know, mm-hmm. I had, um, I was making 250,000 years of financial advisor routinely. Uh, and, and I was used to talking about money, asking people about their goals around money. And so at first, when people started asking me, like, how could I do that? And I was thinking, well, you know, when I had 15 years of training working in the financial services industry, I don't know. And then I started to realize, you know what? I learned every single thing, Gabe, as I went along. I learned everything I learned. And I thought, I can teach these people what works in real estate. Because they didn't need to know the 15 years of stuff I worked uh, learned through mutual fund advising. But the few key components, and it's what an investor is looking for when they're investing their money, how to to talk to an investor, and then how to how to manage the relationship long term. And those were the really three key things that I was able to to start sharing with people. You know, a lot of people think because you know yourself, the numbers in real estate can get really high. When we look at more uh, mortgage pay down, cash flow, forced appreciation, just regular inflation, like the numbers lots of times when we're looking like our buildings are earning 40, 50 percent a year. And but if you start talking to somebody about that, you're going to blow them out of the water and they're going to automatically think high risk, high risk. I can't do that. It's high risk. So you really have to temper what you talk to people about. Um, I mean, more sophisticated real estate investors. Yes. But the average Joe who is our investor are not sophisticated when it comes to real estate. They're like I was 13 years ago. They know nothing. So we have to introduce them and, and teach them the value of real estate, but we can't, you know, talk those really high numbers. That's one thing. Another thing I find is, you know, people, when they're thinking of raising capital, it's like, oh, everyone out there has all the money and poor me, I need the money. And that's how they think. And and I really focus on, no, you have the gold, you have the deal, you have the opportunity. All they got is money. You know, and and having that mindset shift, and and it takes a while to get there. That makes all the difference in the world. And and my students that I work with, I work with them a lot on mindset because I don't believe you can go from you know a single family home to a multi millionaire real estate investor without working on your mindset. I just don't. It goes hand in hand together. I think every time you want to make a a big jump in your career, new level, new devil, got to work on your mindset. 
you know, and as for you and I, right, like we're always working on our mindset because that's what's going to take us to the next level. Yep, absolutely. And mindset is so crucial because if you don't have the a mindset that allows you to think about larger units, larger properties, then even if a, a, an amazing deal fell flat in your lap, you're not going to see the opportunity. You're not going to see that it is a deal and you're just going to pass on it. So you really, you do, you have to work on your mindset. You have to get yourself into the position to where you think that you can do um, you know, what, you're, what you really want to do, what your goals are. Yeah. Um, and I like that you, you talked, I mean, when you're talking about raising money, you, you were talking about that you, you look, focus on what are the investors looking for? You know, they're looking for cash flow, they're looking for returns. And so you really got to put it in a way that they understand without scaring them with big numbers. So, yes. yeah. so what was, uh, kind of take me back. What was your first big raise um, when, when it came, came to an acquisition? Well, our first apartment building was a 24 unit. And you know what? Because it was very under rented compared to what the market was, um, we paid, what was that? What's 75,000 times 24? I don't even remember. Um, 75 times 24. That would be 1.8. There you go. We raised half of that as private capital because we could only get financing for 50%. So that was our first big raise. And uh, then we went on, of course, to increase the rents and and, um, get it worth more. Uh, I mean, the rents were on average 425 and and the market rents at that time were closer to a thousand bucks. So that was our first big uh, uh, forced appreciation in the building. And then a second one after that was uh, we bought 144 units in a small town in Saskatchewan and we paid 40,000 a door. And again, it'd been, it had been managed by a charity. It had been actually given to a charity and the charity didn't want to manage it anymore. So we bought it and we were able to force appreciation again, huge amount because we gave like a hundred bucks increase across the board immediately and renovated all the units. So within 30 months, well, and I raised $1.2 million for that one. And that's how I got my ownership of that building because I was not the managing partner. I didn't find that deal somebody else in my very first training class, they found the deal, brought it to me and said, you know, Edna, we'd be willing to split this deal with you if you could raise the capital. And I raised all the capital on it and um, ended up with that 30% ownership. My managing partner has a 30% ownership. And then the investors were 40% because we knew that we could have all their money paid back. If it was just cash flow as is within four and a half years, but we knew that with the forced depreciation and everything that we were planning on, that it could be sooner. 30 months, we had them paid out, fully paid out, and uh, and then cash flow it from there. So that that was that was my second really, really big raise and, and worked out very, very well for us. Wow, I love it. And your, your, your main goal, your main role in that deal was raising the capital, was going out, finding the dollars um, in order to get it done. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I... I find that part easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm very good at training people to change their mindset about finding that easy. You know what? Being the managing partner is the harder part. It absolutely sure. is. My role is <laughs> done up front. And for them, it's the hard part because they can't do it. But when I'm then I'm done and then they get to do the work for the next five and 10 years. And I just have to manage the relationships with the investors, right? Pretty easy. Yep. So uh, let's go into that. Let's go. I mean, you raise the money. Um, you've already, you present the deal the investor is excited about it, but the work doesn't end when they hand you the check. Um, you know, the work continues after that. So how do you go about managing investor relations? What is the the key that you found in that area? 
Well, one is to stay in constant contact, you know, good, bad, and ugly. Uh, if it's in good times, you know, people are, you know, happy to hear hear from you that things are going well. But when in bad times, they need to hear from you. So they mm-hmm. might not be happy to hear from you when you're telling them, oh, our building just burnt down that happened to us this summer, <laughs> you know, or, you know, where there's a forest fire, that large uh, unit says telling you there's a forest fire in that area. They actually evacuated everybody out of the town. So they thought the whole town. So, you know, you have to be in constant contact and let people know. And then it was a big relief after when our, our buildings were went unscathed and, you know, different stuff like that. But and 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 letting them know still all the work that's involved, too, because you know what? They're writing a check. That's pretty easy. And and I mean, it, it's very much appreciated because they've worked hard for that money over the years. But that then they can sit back and um, they don't have to worry about going after the insurance company to get the whole claim paid out and, and, you know, worrying about the forest fires and getting all the people out and then getting them all back in after the fact. And they don't have to worry about, you know, you know, increasing the rents and renovating the property. And, and that's ongoing, like that never goes away, understanding what's happening with the market. So, so our job is to keep them informed and, and stay in touch with them and and just manage that whole relationship over the whole period of time. Perfect. I love it. And so the, the real key that I, t- that I took away from everything there was keep communication open. Be as transparent, as communicative as you can. That's going to allay any fears that your investors have um, and just really show them that you are doing the work. You are, you know, you're, you're following through on the promise that you made them when you first bought the property. So yeah. I love hearing that. Um, we have, we've blown through our 20 minute mark. So I do have to push us into the quick question round. Are you ready for that? I am ready. All right. Uh, we always start with, what do we always start? Oh yeah. Books. (laughs) I almost forgot my own script. We always start with books. So give me two book recommendations, one for general life wisdom and one for real estate. Uh, so one of my favorite books from, uh, it's kind of, fits in both those categories. It's a Robert Kiyosaki uh, book called Why Do A Students Work for B Students and C Students Work for the Government? And I love (laughs) the book so much because I was a C student and never throughout my life really understood my strength because I believe being a C student is a strength because you're not drawn into all the detail and data and, you know, 90, who cares if you get 90% on a test or if you just get it, you know what I mean? Especially stuff that you're not interested in. So that book really wrapped my head around. That's a skill. That's a skill. And and, and then you can take it from there and make it uh, better. Um, so, so I would say that's probably, it was, it was a lot real estate related, even though it's kind of life related. And then one of my other favorite books, which is not, um, not real estate related, but also it's a kid's book called All the Places You'll Go by Dr. Zeus. You know, I I love that book. And, and I read it to my kids almost daily. They got, had it memorized, (laughs) you know? So I think that that's something to always remind ourselves too. Oh, the places we can go if we just let ourselves do it. Right. Yep. And that's all. You're the first one to bring Dr. Seuss on here, but I'm so glad you did <laughs> because you got to love Dr. Seuss. He's, he's an OG when it comes to children's books. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, and this one is for your younger self. So if you could go back to the Edna who had no experience in real estate, she was still working as the financial planner. Um, go back to her, look her in the eye, give her one piece of advice moving forward. Trust that everything has a way of working out for you, girl mindset. I love it. Mm -hmm. Trust that things will work out. Great piece of advice. 
All right, moving on. And this one is about habits. Habits are the foundation of our life. So if you could pinpoint one habit that you feel has contributed the most to your overall health, well-being, and success, what would that be? Hiring a coach. I've had a coach. Never been without a coach since 1999. I got my first coach when I was a financial advisor. And that is my catalyst for growth every single year. Who do I want to learn from this year? And it's always got to be somebody who's been there, done that, what I'm trying to learn, not, not just giving it, paying it lip service, but actually have done it. Cause I don't think you can really teach it if you haven't done it yourself. Yep. 100% agree with that one. So hire a coach. All right. And this is the next question is about location. You know, the world's a huge place. There's plenty of places to buy real estate. What area you actually, I think you already mentioned this one, but I'm going to ask it anyways. What area are you most excited about investing in? Right now, Memphis, Tennessee, not a big need for workforce housing. And uh, we have 178 units under there. I always tell people, you know what, in, in a lot of areas, you cannot buy a parking space for what we're buying units for there. <laughs> I love it. All right. And that, uh, that wraps it up. So we go to the last question. You've given us a lot of good wisdom about raising capital, about starting out in real estate. So I'm sure people want to reach out to you. What is the best way for them to do that? Best way to find me is uh, I'm on Facebook, Coach Edna Keep, or uh, my email address is edna at ednakeep.com. And my website is ednakeep.com. And all three of those places are easy to find. Perfect. And I will put that URL in the show notes. So if you guys see the little more in the description, click that bad boy. It'll pull down the full description. And in there, you can find Edna's URL. Click through, say hi to her. So Edna, thank you very much for being on the show today. It was a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Gabe. You were a terrific host. It was easy to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And for everybody who's here with us today, thank you guys for showing up. You are the reason that we do this. So we appreciate having you here. If you have any questions at all, don't hesitate to reach out to me, therealestateinvestingclub.com. Other than that, I hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep rocking real estate. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. 
After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, Go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.